get clarity on what you really want. Because if you don't have this reason why, you will be doing random things all the time, but you won't see the big picture and you won't feel the accumulating effect because you want to accumulate towards something. And the biggest mistake that people make here is that they shoot for something unreal. Welcome to the Boss Bay Podcast, a place where we share the real behind the scenes of building successful businesses, achieving peak performance and learning how to balance it all. I'm Natalie Ellis, CEO and co-founder of Boss Babe and your host for this episode. So this week we are chatting with a friend of mine, Daria, and we dive into all things neuroscience, anxiety, stress, performance. You're going to absolutely love it. And we talk a lot about how to really get your brain out of fight or flight and getting into a place that feels really calm and aligned in your day-to-day life. So I know so many of you are going to love this episode. A bit of a life update. So me and Danielle have actually just gotten back from Austin. So we went there. I actually booked it as a surprise for my husband, Stephen's birthday. And we went there with a bunch of friends on like a couple's trip and we got a house on the lake. It was funny because it was actually at the same time as our launch. And I was like, should I just postpone his birthday trip because we're in a launch? And realized, no, that's the exact reason I created my own business so I could have that level of freedom. So we actually went during a launch and we were in the launch for IJ. It was actually the last time we were launching IJ Signature, which is now closed. But we went during that time and it was actually really amazing to be doing a launch like in nature, on a lake, just in a really calm place and still get a chance to like step back and take time off and enjoy being there. So it really just brought me so much gratitude to remember why I started off doing this in the first place. And just a reminder that the freedom does exist. I know in the beginning when I started my first business, I had no freedom. I definitely couldn't be planning vacations willy nilly and taking time off when I was in a sprint or something at work but as time goes on and you start to build the business with more leverage and you get a team and you implement systems and processes you do get that freedom and you do get to step back but one thing I will say is it's really important to think through that and be intentional about it from the absolute beginning when you are building your business it's really really important because I know if I'd built the business without that freedom in mind or without that leverage in mind, I would have made decisions probably quite differently to what I did, which wouldn't necessarily have brought me the freedom. And I do know a lot of business owners who are literally chained to their desks and they can't take time off the way they would even with a corporate job. Like they are working 24 seven for themselves versus working that nine to five to, for someone else. And so I really recommend for everyone that is building a business that does want freedom, think about that from the get-go and think about whenever you're making big decisions and deciding how things are going to run, you have that intention in mind, you know why you're doing what you're doing. And sometimes that might mean leaving money on the table. It might mean simplifying. It might mean hiring and splitting your profit early on. Like it might mean lots of different things. For me, what it meant was getting really good at systems and processes, getting really, really organized, doing things simple. So rinse and repeat, especially with launches. That's why I created OLS and finding A players to work with. Those things have really contributed to us having a business that gives us a lot of freedom. But I know that if, you know, I'd been tight on budgeting and hired 
C players versus A players, it would be different. Or we weren't as organized as a company and didn't have that system and processes set up to support us, then it would have looked differently. So just a thought for anyone that is in that building phase to really just get intentional about why you're doing what you do and what you really truly want to create because you can create it and it is possible. You see a lot of people online talking about building businesses that create freedom and it isn't this kind of elusive, hard to reach thing. It is possible. It just really comes down to how you do it. And it did take a while to get here, but just to be able to do that, it felt amazing. So yeah, we went to Austin. That was really, really fun. It was really interesting situation flying. It was the first time we'd been flying since COVID hit, but it was fine. There was, you know, tons of precaution taken. It felt really safe. It was just nice to kind of get out of these four walls and experience a new place. So I felt really, really safe. I mean, Austin, it was my first time there. It was really, really fun. That city is absolutely amazing. So we had such a great time there. And then, yeah, we closed up our IJ signature launch. It was absolutely incredible. We have welcomed so many new members into IGA. So that's been really, really fun. And right now, I'll give you a little bit of insight of things I'm working on. So right now, we are actually building a whole new society. You've heard it here first. If you do hear it here first, go let me know on social at I'm Natalie because I want to see how many of you are excited for this. So we're building a whole new society platform. So for anyone that's a member, you're going to get a big surprise come early next year. We are just up leveling the entire content library, the user experience, the community, the entire thing. So that's a really big project for us right now. We started working on it a while ago and it should be ready, I'm hoping by February, but you never know how these things go. So that's a really, really big project. And we are also working on hosting a virtual event in October. It's actually going to be our first ever virtual event. And even though it's virtual, Danielle and I are flying to Florida. So basically we don't like doing things small. We don't like playing small. We're going to go all out and we're working with a virtual events company where you fly to them and they've got a full studio built and the production quality is amazing. Like the whole nine yards. Cause I feel like if we're going to do it, why not just go all out? So we're going to be doing that end of October. So details will be coming out um, shortly. So we're going to be doing that. We're going to be flying to Florida. It's going to be my first time in Florida. I feel like I'm really seeing <laughs> some of America this year so yeah that's kind of what's going on behind the scenes and then just making sure we are going into Q4 really strong I've got a like a mini virtual retreat planned with the team to just get really clear on Q4 and just ending the year really really strong so that's what's going on on my end thought I would just drop in with a little life and business update before we dive into this episode but without further ado we're gonna just dive in and I know you're gonna get so much out of this interview so enjoy a boss babe is unapologetically ambitious and paves the way for herself and other women to rise. Keep going and fighting on. She is on a mission to be her best self in all areas. It's just believing in yourself. Confidently stepping outside her comfort zone to create her own vision of success. Vision of success. Welcome to the podcast, Doria. Thanks, Natalie. I am so excited that we get to do this. You have such an interesting story, so I'd love to start there in what it was like immigrating. We have such a similar story and moving countries is not easy. What was that like for you? It was not as I expected. I expected it to be super easy, super fun, seamless process because I lived abroad in Asia for a year. 
I was traveling a lot throughout my career in Russia. I was working for Fortune 500 companies. So for me, travel was something that I was doing all the time, especially travel for work. And one time I was living for more than six months in Vietnam. So, I mean, if I can transition from Vietnamese culture, then like, oh, my God, Western culture, it should be super easy. But when I moved to San Francisco first, I completely lost my identity because I just got married and I moved to San Francisco. And all this change was just too much for me to bear. And my husband, he was working all the time. He's really passionate, serial entrepreneur, startup founder. And I was looking at him and I was really wanting to do something too. And I found myself in this very strange place. I didn't have anything particular to complain about, but my mind was finding all these ways of why I'm not good enough, of why I even should be here. And I was even telling my husband that, you know what, maybe I did the wrong decision. Maybe I should just go back. And it was like super hurtful for him to hear because he felt his responsibility for my happiness. And it was just such a complicated situation within me. From the outside, it was super perfect. You know, my friends from Moscow, they were like, oh, Daria, you're living like California dream. Like, what are you complaining about? And I didn't complain to anybody. I was kind of like experiencing this overwhelm on my own. And this was the hardest part. Because I couldn't talk to my parents about that. They would tell me, oh, Daria, just move back. Like, why? And I couldn't talk to my friends about that. I couldn't talk to my husband about that, really, because I didn't want to be weak or to seem weak. So all these internal conflicts were boiling for a while. And at some point, I realized that I had no energy, literally. Every single day was the same day. And I could go to sleep in the middle of the day for no reason. I could cry for no reason, like in the middle of a social event or at a dinner party. And at that point, I understood that it's completely wrong. And this is not me. I remember myself as super energetic, as like super enthusiastic person who goes after things that she wants. And I was always this way since I was like eight years old and had my first business and, you know, wrote my first book and stuff like that. So my identity shut down and I realized that I can't no longer be this way and this is not who I am. And then mental health space, you know, I started to get into mental health space because it was wrong to feel this way. And if you, the person who listens to this right now, if you feel that the same things, if you feel that you have low energy, if you feel that you are extremely frustrated of what to do next, it's okay because it's just mental health that's wrong right now. It's something in the mind that's a little bit broken and you should fix it in order to move forward. Unless you fix it, you can't move forward. Whatever goal you want to set yourself, whatever dream you want to pursue, this mindset, this broken mental health will prevent you from going after it. It will keep you stuck. It will keep you in procrastination mode and you will just settle for a very average and safe life. But this is not what we want to do. We want to achieve dreams. We want to build amazing lives for ourselves and for our loved ones. So yes, I started to deconstruct how my brain works, how the mind works, why do I feel what I feel. And in this quest of answering all these questions, I stumbled upon really amazing people in this space like Dr. David Tiegelman, Dr. Judy Spencer, Dr. Loretta Browning, and I did in-person events with them and I trained with them. 
And now I can see how my brain literally changed. I rewired my own brain and my own patterns. It was not easy. It was not like in a month. It was several months of work. But now I feel really in a totally different space emotionally. And of course, external things start to line up once internal things. And Natalie, you remember the event that we did together more than two years ago in San Francisco? This was like the major turning point for me. This is when I just got my foot into the door of the neuroscience. And I was like crazy passionate about the subject of the brain. And this was the legit 40 minute talk that I gave on this topic. And when you reached out to me, Daria, you want to do a talk too? And at that time, Rose, I, I want to say no, but I say yes, of course. I've done it before. Maybe I even told you that <laughs> because <laughs> I was convincing myself, first of all. Thank you. So you are a really important person in my journey. Thank you so much. I love that. You would never have known because you killed it, but that's amazing to hear. And I think there's real power in saying yes before you're ready. I think if we always wait until we're ready and we're waiting too long. So I love that. So what was it like for you to discover the power of neuroscience and starting to rewire the brain? It's something I'm super interested in. I love Joe Dispenza. I think he's incredible and the work he teaches is really changing the world. So what was that like to discover for you? The main discovery that I stumbled upon at first is that our brain doesn't want us to be happy. It's not our default mode. Our default mode is to be pretty miserable the whole time because we are waiting for dangers. And this is how the evolutionary process shaped our brain, that we are constantly looking for potential threats in the environment. And this is how our ancestors survived. And this is why we are here, because our ancestors physically survived. And so we have this old hardware, which constantly looks for threats. And back in the times, it was, you know, lions, bears, and all this physical danger. But nowadays, it's like, emails, <laughs> dreadful public speaking, dreadful sales process, or, you know, setting up an email sequence, it's all a threat. And because our brain perceives it as a threat, it tells you freeze, freeze. If you're frightened, you freeze. And this is where this procrastination happens. Because when you're freezed, you can't do much. Your body is contracted. You may even feel that your chest is contracted, your breath is shortened, you can feel a lot of physical symptoms. And there are two ways to go about this. One way you can go from the body to the mind. So all this breathing techniques, all this like chest expansion and full belly breath, all this gives you an opportunity to kind of like knock on your mind's door and tell your mind, okay, we are not in the stress response here. We are actually just writing an email and this is okay. <laughs> <laughs> And you go from mind to the body, it just depends what is the easier path for you. You can logically convince yourself. I love talking to myself because if I find myself in the middle of some really nasty conversation, in my mind, I'm like, Daria, why are you doing this? Like, let's not do this. Let's do this. So I feel I have like two identities. Yeah. <laughs> this identity is always chatting with one another. Let's take a minute to talk about one of my favorite educational platforms, Masterclass. I have been referring back to this platform for years and I love that you can simply log in and take inspirational classes from world-class coaches no matter where you are. 
If you haven't explored Masterclass yet, go to masterclass.com slash boss babe and scroll through some of the categories. I think you'll really love what you see. One of the latest classes I tuned into was Anna Winter's class on creativity and leadership. She takes you into her office as Vogue's editor-in-chief and it was so inspiring to learn about her leadership style, team culture, and how she encourages creativity in her team. Not only does Masterclass have tangible business development classes that you can watch at your desk or listen to on the go, but it also includes classes in 10 other categories ranging from food, home and lifestyle, music, wellness, design and so much more. There are over 200 classes to choose from with new classes added every month. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Plus, Every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash boss babe. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash boss babe, masterclass.com slash boss babe. The other day, the team and I were talking about how much our audience loves biohacking. And whenever we release content based around creating better habits for our lifestyle and health, you all seem to really soak it up and request more. So I wanted to share about our podcast sponsor, Prolon, today because I've never seen a company like this. Prolon is a revolutionary plant-based nutrition program that nourishes the body while making cells believe that they're fasting. There are so many strategic benefits to fasting and Prolon helps you hit these goals without actually needing to fast. Prolon's five-day program includes snacks, soups, and beverages, all designed to keep your body in a fasted state. And you get everything pre-packaged, labeled, and ready to go, so there's no guesswork. It's super simple, and it works. Extended fasting of at least two to three days has proven to produce unique benefits like cellular rejuvenation, metabolic support, and increased cardiovascular health. So if you're ready for a fasting program that doesn't leave you hungry or exhausted and instead gives you more energy, I highly recommend giving Prolon a try. Right now, Prolon is offering Boss Babe podcast listeners 10% off their five-day nutrition program. Go to prolonlife.com slash boss babe. That's P-R-O-L-O-N life.com slash boss babe for this special offer. Prolonlife.com slash boss babe. I love that. And so what does that look like then for someone who might be in that fight or flight mode What can they be doing on a daily basis that's actually going to help them move forward? Because you hear that a lot. And I think one of the biggest blocks of success is mindset. And it's like what you say, it's that frozen, it's finding reasons to procrastinate and waste time. And you sit down at your computer and you are planning on getting eight hours of work done, but actually you get three hours of Instagram, an hour of work, and the rest you're just going through your inbox. And I think a lot of that is mindset and it really gets in the way of people's success. And so what are some of the techniques you've learned for helping people move from that state? Yes. For this, the first step is to get clarity on what you really want. Because if you don't have this reason why, you will be doing random things all the time, but you won't see the big picture and you won't feel the accumulating effect because you want to accumulate towards something. And the biggest mistake that people make here is that they shoot for something unreal. They shoot for something that they see in the magazine or they do the vision board and they attach like a Bentley there. But you know, to go like from being constantly, I don't know, (laughs) in in a Toyota Prius to go to Bentley, it's a long way. And it's so hard for you to map a way somewhere really far. So when you break it down to really small chunks and you set yourself not for the final, final, final goal, but for something that 
you know, it's a little bit better than what you have now. In this state, you feel powerful because if the goal is too far from you, you tend to do nothing. But if the goal is close to you, you tend to act because you get, okay, this is, this is real. This is like, why not? You know, if, for example, if you want to start writing content, yeah, I know that for many people, they feel like I felt it, a real freeze in terms of writing content. And because, you know, I can figure out so many excuses like English is my second language and this and that. And I'm more of a talker rather than writer. But these are all excuses. So I just put my butt in a chair, <laughs> turn off my Wi-Fi and just do the thing. And I know what I'm going towards. Yeah, I want to have my blog like good SEO worthy blog. And this is kind of like the small goal. But the big goal, of course, I want like, you know, New York Times bestselling thing or whatever, big things. But in order to get there, you should break it down to the small things. So this, I think, is the first. And in terms of the biology, like what can you do physically to set yourself up into this productivity zone? It's actually to do some breath work. So just when you close your eyes and, and scan your body, you may notice tightness in different parts of your body. You may notice that you contract an area around your solar plexus, or you may just crumble your shoulders and you may feel tension in the neck and you just consciously relax muscle by muscle and start to breathe fully and hear this advice all the time, do belly breath, breathe, 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 actually 10 breaths. You know, like box breathing, when you inhale for four, exhale for five, and you're already in a better emotional area to do what needs to be done. And then you accumulate it day by day, you know, bit by bit, and then you get somewhere closer to a final goal. I love that. So one thing that I know that you talk about as well is the neuroscience of envy and how you can use it to your advantage. What does this mean? Yeah, oh my God. I found a lot of power in envy and jealousy. These are two emotions that I think are really underestimated because this is something that is engraved in human beings in one or another way. And another face of envy is inspiration when we are inspired by other people. Basically, we want something that they have and it's fine. This is how we define our dreams, our goals. But the emotional base for this can be different, yeah? If you're kind of like more of a lighthearted person, more easygoing, you would probably be inspired. But if you're kind of like more needy, more intense, you probably will feel envy. And this is fine. This is basically the same thing. It's when you want something that you don't have and other people have. And our society treats these emotions as super bad. Nobody wants to recognize that they feel envy towards somebody or jealousy towards somebody. And this is really understandable because religion tells us this is a sin, like it's a deadly sin, literally. You shouldn't envy people, it's a sin. But at the same time, when we still experience it, and we experience it for a very also evolutionary reason, because back in the days, everything was limited, food was limited, mating opportunities were really limited. So if you're not landing a healthy mate, it means that you will end up with not healthy mate and have not healthy offspring and all of that. So those are real risks that our ancestors were encountering on a daily basis. So when they saw somebody having a better chunk of food or a better mating opportunity, they would go and take it from them because it was very, very limited. And our mind learned that 
oh my God, if somebody else has this type of business, then for some reason, our brain starts to run the circle that I won't have this because it's already taken. This niche is taken. Everybody else is doing this. I think everybody else is doing the thing that I'm doing. So why reason to start? And this is what I want people to stop doing because we live in a world where we can have thousands of people doing the same things. And all of these people will do it in the unique way. And this is the beauty. We have 7 billion people on the planet Earth and there is enough for everybody. So if we can turn this envy into actually a possibility window where we can see and acknowledge that envy comes, okay, I really want that. But it doesn't mean that if this person has it, I can't have it. It means that I can have it too. So it's a very inspirational thing to track yourself what is triggering envy and then understanding your deeper desires because sometimes envy is just unrecognized dreams that we have something that we do not allow ourselves and then we try to talk ourselves out of this i experienced like a lot of mental blocks in terms of you know starting starting the dream sprint starting the program like oh my God, so many people in personal growth space, like who would need it? You know, like everything is already written, there are like thousands of articles on the internet. Why do people even want to hear it from me? And, you know, I worked through this and I understood that my unique approach and my unique experience will resonate with people who are like me. And this is my unique opportunity. And thousands of other people can do the same thing, but in a totally different way. So it's all about building this inner confidence and appreciating yourself and appreciating other people too, because they're doing their best, you're doing their best, and you actually can join forces. And this is what you advocate for, of joining forces, of uplifting one another. And I think this is really important for us to track, to stop, and to convert it to opportunity. Yeah, I love that. And I think there's a lot of power in that. Sometimes an emotion or a feeling or a trigger is perceived as wrong or bad, we will sometimes criticize ourselves for feeling it and try and shut it down. And I think that's probably the least healthy thing we can be doing. No matter what we're feeling, we're feeling it for a reason. And if a kid is feeling sad, we're not going to go and say, you have no reason to be sad, stop being sad. We'll say, oh yeah, I totally get that. That's really hard. And oh, let me understand where you're coming from and we'll listen. And that emotion is surely going to come and pass. Whereas sometimes our internal voice isn't that nurturing parental voice, but more like stop feeling that or that's bad. Like, how dare you think that? And I think the more that we can actually flip it and understand where it's coming from and just notice it is really powerful. All right. I hope you enjoyed the episode so far. Stay tuned as we share a bit of info about who supported this episode. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. I don't know about you guys, but this year is just flying by for me. I can't believe the holiday season is right around the corner. And this year, obviously, we know that people will be buying more stuff online than ever before. So if you're an e-com seller, are you ready to meet those demands? If not, you can be ready with ShipStation. So it's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. In just a few clicks, you're managing orders, printing out discounted shipping labels, and getting your products out fast. ShipStation takes the hassle out of holiday shipping. 
No matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, or your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface. I love that the ShipStation works with all major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, and UPS, even international, and it makes the whole process simple and straightforward. They even offer big discounts on shipping costs. Now, any business can access the same postage discounts that are usually reserved for large Fortune 500 companies, so you can always be assured that you're getting the best deal. And right now, the Bossy Podcast listeners can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use offer code BOSSBABE. I am telling you, if you're not using ShipStation, you are missing out. It's that easy. So get started at ShipStation.com today. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in BOSSBABE. Again, that's ShipStation.com. Then enter offer code BOSSBABE. And we're back. Let's jump straight into today's episode. So when it comes to using neuroscience, brain power to manifest or create a big goal that you're going after what does that look like love this topic because i have a pretty unique approach to that basically i don't like the word manifest because it has a lot of spiritual connotation to this and many people who are into manifestation and this is what i found out by you know leading and receiving work from hundreds of people that It is said that when you visualize stuff and you visualize it every day and you feel it, you receive it. But actually, we live in a physical reality. It doesn't work this way. It's a trap that personal growth space kind of like bumps into all the time. And let me explain why. There is this term, it's called a magical thinking. And it's a professional psychological term which describes symptoms of an unhealthy mental behavior. When you tend to think about something and give the meaning to this thinking, which is not logical, which is kind of like, oh, if I saw 11.11 on the time clock, it means that I will have a badass awesome day. Oh, or if I, you know, saw the, I don't know, a red car, this is amazing. And different cultures have different like superstitions around that. So actually, when we are doing these things to ourselves, we are just conditioning ourselves. And it has nothing to do with the physical reality. It's just what we are thinking about it. So we can actually attract things that we want to attract by linking physical reality to other unrelated circumstances in life. But the same thing work for the bad things that we are expecting. So whatever basically we're expecting, we get in it. This is one part of the deal. Another part of the deal that when we are visualizing stuff, our brain and body perceives it as physical reality. And there are a lot of studies that have been done. I'm sure everybody has, you know, heard them already about the famous golf player study when, you know, they measured their brain waves when they were doing the shots of what's the right word in English, the shots, and then you imagining how you're doing the shots if the same brain activity fires up doesn't matter if you do physical action or not so yes our brain perceives everything that we imagine as physical reality but at the same time when we are imagining the final result for example if you want to become a new york times bestselling author and you're imagining yourself becoming a new york times bestselling author without even starting a blog yet it actually does more harm than good because your brain already thinks that you have it and that's why you have this chemical cocktail that helps your body feel really good so when you visualize it you feel really good and this is where it gets dangerous because every time you feel good you 
experience this dopamine rush and your body rewards you for imagining stuff that it's not in real life. But at the same time, you have a very limited amount of dopamine. And if you waste it on imagining stuff, which is so far from your reality now, you actually lower your chances of doing the steps towards this dream because you already ran out of dopamine. And your brain like, why do we need to write a blog if you're already in New York Times bestselling author in your mind? And this is where people get really trapped. One time I had this woman, she like at some point in the program, we are writing the real steps and holding each other accountable for making them. And one woman, she sent me her list of 10 dreams. And under each dream, she wrote it, visualize this in the morning, visualize this in the afternoon, visualize this in the evening. That's it for physical steps for every single dream. And I had some work to do to, you know, convince her otherwise. But the thing is that just by visualization, we can't get somewhere. And the best way to visualize stuff is actually to visualize the process rather than end result. So visualize yourself sitting down, butt in the chair and writing a blog post. Visualize yourself hitting the publish button on Medium. Visualize yourself pitching journalists. Visualize yourself having a good sales call. But when you're just visualizing the very, very end result, it just damages your neural circuits and you waste your dopamine on something that is not productive. And can dopamine run out if you're doing that too often? Yes, this is the thing. When you are doing visualizations every day, and this is what many books recommend, you visualize your end result every day, you put it on the dream board, you know, whatever, all these things. But yes, this is the science behind that. I was just interviewed by Vogue Australia about dopamine fasting. And dopamine fasting, it's when actually you deprive yourself from receiving cheap dopamine in order to restore your dopamine sensitivity. Because basically dopamine, it makes you achieve things. It what makes you feel good when you're achieving things. It what makes you feel good when you hit all the goals for the day. It what makes you feel good when you complete an article or send out an email. But if you have damaged circuits, you won't receive these rewards. They would seem less nice for you. You would not feel this rush that you should feel. And yes, you can run out of this. And this is what we are now doing. Every time we go in on Instagram, we all like social media, we're searching for gratification and we become the searching machine for cheap dopamine because it's a very cheap, very easy dopamine. Like in normal life, we should get dopamine from sex, from different other activities that actually make us kind of like bring us closer to our dreams and to our next quality of life. But this illusionary dopamine, it just, it's no go. I think that's so interesting. Can you talk a little bit about dopamine fasting and what that would look like? Because I think we are in a culture where we're obsessed with getting that next hit, whether it's scrolling through Instagram, posting a status, waiting for a like. I think it can be really addictive. So what would fasting look like? It is addictive. It is super addictive. And right now there is this economic study that the most wealthy people, they use the least amount of technology. And kind of like the poorest people, they use the most amount of technology. And it was completely reversed even a decade ago. A decade ago, all the things technology were really, really expensive. And so wealthy people were like, oh, I have this new device, this new that. And nowadays, you pay a lot more not to have these devices. Yeah, mm -hmm. because you should hire real people to do the other jobs. Yeah, like the schooling system, when you send your kid to no device Waldorf school, this is the type of schools where where all devices are prohibited, it's a really expensive thing to do. So how to do dopamine fasting? Ideally, 
this is what Vipassana is for. Vipassana is this 10 days long uh, silent meditation retreat where you are not allowed to get any type of dopamine. You're not allowed to exercise. Can you imagine that? Not allowed to journal. No outputs. Just sit with your mind. <laughs> I know it's terrible. <laughs> you probably, I hate it. I can't say that I'm like all perfect. Not at all. I'm on this journey. Sometimes I have a really bad day and I have like five things that I should do during the day and I end up doing one and I know that it sucks. But I get up and I start the day fresh and I don't let myself go into this shame route. Mm -hmm. This is very important. Yeah. You can fail many times and it's okay. Just don't shame yourself. Give yourself a fresh start every time and love yourself. Say like, okay, Daria, I really love you. You're doing your best. Yes, you were sitting on Instagram for two hours today, maybe three. It's fine. Today's the new day. <laughs> you can do it. I believe in you. Yeah, I think that's really important. So aside from a Vipassana or perhaps meditating, is there certain ways that you could restrict it? I know some people restrict going on their phones until a certain time and a lot of people wake up and the first thing they want to do is look at their mobile to get that reminder of who they are, yes. to get that dopamine hit. So are there any kind of rituals, routines you recommend in the day? Yes, for sure. Don't keep your devices in your bedroom. <laughs> Just put them to a different story, to a different room. And said, I have my alarm on iPad and this iPad, it doesn't have a SIM card. <laughs> I love that. So this is literally just iPad maybe, I don't know, to, to browse some design inspiration or whatever. And I put an alarm there and it took a while for me to convince my husband to do this. Because, you know, when you live in one room, you kind of like should decide things, how you may have a different opinion. <laughs> so it took some convincing in order to convince him to put devices aside and to wake up an hour earlier. So, I mean, what would happen from like 6 to 7 a.m. if you don't check your email? I mean, nothing would happen, but your brain thinks, oh my God, if you reply an hour early, it will be better, but it will not. So devices out of the room, ideally, I mean, I love this quote that, you know, you can still watch Netflix and be successful, which I believe that it's very true. It's all about balance. It's not about like, oh, I will just live like a person in the woods, you know, with no internet, with no devices, no nothing. But, you know, it's not true. We live in a modern world and we should respect it and we should respect ourselves. So healthy boundaries, this is really important. Like, Set yourself time. Okay, if you want to watch Netflix, if you love the shows, this is fine. Just set yourself like an hour a day or like 45 minutes a day. So you're not forbidding something to yourself. You're actually allowing it, but in a kind of like in a dosed manner. Because when you forbid something, it's really easy to go over when you allow yourself. Mm -hmm. Like when you forbid yourself to watch Netflix for a month and you go and watch like 10 episodes straight. Or the same thing with food. If you forbid yourself to eat certain foods, when you actually start eating them, you overdo it. Because your body just, oh my God, we won't get this next time. Let's kind of like go all in. So yeah, this is the fasting. But the best fasting is when you, of course, remove yourself from triggers. This is like the easiest one. For example, go into a, like a week-long hike. This is what I did in Siberia. It's where I'm from. Went for a week-long, actually 10 days long hike when you carry everything with yourself except water, like the tent, everything, everything. And you just have nothing to simulate yourself with other than picking berries or, you know, watching out for the bears or whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so this really works. And you literally can feel when you come back to civilization that 
you um, react differently to triggers, even to like electricity and to light. It stimulates you more than it used to. Yeah, I think that's super interesting. And I think we often don't realize how addicted we are until we take that thing away. I've been trying to do the no phone on a morning thing. And it's so funny how your brain will tell stories of what will happen if you don't check your email or, you know, if you just respond quicker on Slack, someone can get their job done. And, and it's just not that important. But it's so easy in our culture to make ourselves overwhelmed. And I think the more that we can take that away, the better. So what does your ideal morning routine look like? Ideally, I would wake up at seven, but it doesn't happen all the time. This is fine. <laughs> um, then I would spend seven to eight, just no phones, no nothing, do a little bit of stretching, you know, hot lemon water with some minerals in there just to get my digestion started. Cuddles with my husband for a good 20 minutes, I think, <laughs> in this hour. It's so, <laughs> right now, like in LA, it's so cold and I don't want to get out of the bed it's in the so morning. Cold. This is crazy, especially when I keep my window open and like with my husband in the bed, I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, back to the productive morning. And yeah, no, just having a nice breakfast, a good nutritious food. This is really important to me. 10 minutes meditation, just silence, think to set my brain into clarity. And sometimes I journal, sometimes I nod when I feel like it. When I feel a lot of thoughts, I want to put them on paper. Sometimes I don't and then I don't. What's a breakfast look like for you? Oh, I love this rice crackers gluten-free rice crackers and I put some creamed almond cream cheese on top and some salmon mm. and with some avocados on the side. This is kind of like the standard thing that it's super quick, super easy and it's also healthy and nutritious. So this is what I'm going for. I love that. Okay, so coming back to brain power, I think for some people listening, I think it might be triggering for them to hear that visualization and manifestation isn't the thing that's really going to get them to where they want to go. You know, a lot of people talk about this and a lot of books talk about this. So what would you say to those people? Everything should be in balance. So it works, but it's only one tool. For example, imagine yourself as a painter and you have 10 different paints to paint. And you want to use all of them to create a beautiful picture. You can't just use one paint to do the whole thing. So imagine that law of attraction, manifestation, it's just one part of the paint. And you can do visualization. You can do all the things. You can trust the process. And this is all amazing to release the mental pressure because all these tools in the law of attraction world, they are designed to release the mental pressure and to increase trust in yourself, in the universe, in whatever you believe in. Yeah, you are the universe because you are made from the same particles as the universe is made. So basically, you can call yourself a universe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I think we underestimate our power and it's normal to have this desire to attach your identity to something external. Like a guide, it's why we hear all this thread, like trust your guide, trust the guidance. But at the same time, this is all within you. So when you understand that your mind is programmed to make you feel bad all the time. <laughs> and when you know how to pull the needed triggers to feel better and you understand that you have not invented yourself, you were born in this body and it's crazy to realize, but look at your hands for example at your legs like this is a perfect creation and you 
didn't have any option to choose any feature of yours. So the way you're born, the way you exist, it's a very unique way of this universe expressing itself. And it's like a big game field for, you know, somebody that we call God or the energy or the source or whatever. Basically, we are all the playing field. So law of attraction is a good tool, but action is really important because we live in a physical universe. That's why when you combine the power of your mind with physical action, and when your mind is in a clear space, action is easy. When you don't have internal conflicts, action becomes easy. It becomes inspired action. So I think the whole goal of personal development is just to bring people to the space of inspired action. I fully agree with you. And I think sometimes it can be really easy to put energy into visualization versus inspired action. And I think you don't get anywhere with just visualizing and just thinking through if you're not in a place where you can take action. So I absolutely love that. Where can someone go if they're wanting to find out more information about using neuroscience in helping them achieve their goals? Yeah, for sure. I have a blog on Medium where I write about stuff like that. And I actually talk about pretty much all these things during the free version of the program. It's kind of like a separate thing itself. Many people just go through this and they already find out a lot of things for themselves. So just do this 10 days and then literally I would explain it to you in the form of audio podcast the same way like you listen to me right now. This is the format that I'm sticking to so it's easy for you to consume and the new group starts every month and first 10 days are free for all all the time I would be happy to guide you there and what kind of thing do you do with people in a dream sprint yes that's a great question so I bring them through 10 challenges and each challenge it's narrated in a form of audio podcast and these challenges are designed for people who want to move from the place of stagnation to the place of inspired action we talk about, you know, dopamine fasting and all these things and how we can use visualization for good and how we can gain clarity on what exactly we want because there are so many moving pieces and there is not just, oh, just do this one thing and it will work. No, it's a process and it takes 35 days. The Dream Sprint lasts 35 days. And the main thing that I'm really proud of is that I'm holding you accountable 100%. And you, every time I send you the challenge, you have three days to complete the challenge. And if you have not completed it, I delete you from the program and you can't restore your access. Because for me, it's enough of free content out there. It's enough of just consuming, consuming, consuming. Because when you're consuming without producing, you just clutter your brain and create less clarity in your life. So in my program, unless you put this into action and send this to me, and I will provide feedback, you can't go forward and if you will be deleted. So this is the commitment that I want people to make because this is how you get results. There is no other way. You can't just, you know, read a book and get results. I think that's so fascinating and it's incredible what percentage of people will buy an online course and not complete it. So I think that's super interesting. So even if they pay and they drop off, there's no refunds, they just don't continue. Yes. I think that's so great. I just delete that. <laughs> I think that's so good and I think it probably makes people think twice about whether they want to invest or whether they don't because I think sometimes buying an online course can be a dopamine hit. It can be, okay, I'm taking action, I'm buying the course, but it can be hard to stay on track with that if you don't have that person really holding you accountable with a consequence. So I think that's amazing. Yes, thank you so much. And so where can people find out about it? The Dream Sprint. 
like the sprint when you run, <laughs> like the telephone company. <laughs> <laughs> Dot com. Love it. Well, thank you so much for being on here. Of course. Thank you so much, Natalie, for having me. If you love this episode, please subscribe, download a few more and please leave us a review. I really want to hear what you enjoyed, what your main takeaways were. And I also want to know what you want to hear us talk about next. To say thanks for leaving us a review, we'll send you a copy of the Boss Babe 25. The Boss Babe 25 is the 25 essential resources you need for personal and professional growth. It covers everything from our favorite rituals, books, and hacks. If you want a copy, just leave us a review, screenshot it, and send to podcast at bosswave.com. We will then email you a copy ASAP. And since we love Instagram, you can go to the hashtag the Boss Babe Podcast and find our latest post and leave a question in the comments. We love reading through the comments and we'll make sure to answer it on our next podcast.